Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Sheriff Spotlight with the Rockingham County Sheriff's Office. Highlighting the office and deputies dedicated to providing law enforcement services and maintaining the trust and support of Rockingham County citizens all while keeping neighborhoods and communities safe. Good morning and thanks for joining us for our August 2022 edition of Sheriff Spotlight, your premier podcast for all things Rockingham County Sheriff's Office and around Rockingham County. Uh, I'm your host for today's show, Lieutenant Kevin Southard, and in the studio with me today is Sheriff Sam Page. It's an honor to be here today. Yes, sir. And uh, summertime is ending. Yes, yes. Uh, we are seeing cooler weather, and I'm enjoying that a lot. I'm looking forward to the fall. I'm, well, not, I'm, not, I'm not built for the hot weather, well, you know, 100-degree well, weather. For some just, reason, though, I think you are because you like uh, to fish. I do. I suffer through it, but it doesn't mean I enjoy the hot weather. Have you I, had time to fish this summer? Some, yeah, some. So, uh, but you, I haven't seen you take any pictures. You do not catch anything. <laughs> Well, we'll leave that for another t- day, another topic. Uh, we have Kevin to take pictures. We want to. You see know, it. I always joke around. I said, you know, if I ever had to uh, fish for a living, I'd starve to death. If I was fishing for a paycheck, I'd starve to death. But uh, you know, it didn't didn't mean I don't enjoy doing it. So. Well, I know it's one of your hobbies there and stuff. Well, as as we move through August, you know, you know, something else comes to mind. School and. Football. Yes. Uh, you know, we're, we're blessed. We have four county high schools here. Mm-hmm. We have Reeswell, we have Moorhead, we have McMichael, and we have Rockingham. Mm-hmm. And all their football season, I believe they're starting to play some uh, games this, this Friday. Friday. Yes. Yeah. So if you get a chance, come out and support your teams uh, across Rockingham County. Uh, and good luck to all of our teams. Uh, go fight, win, as they say. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, of course, you know, school starts back. you got the date, don't you? August 29th. Monday, August 29th, it'll start back. And that'll be all schools in Rockingham County? Mm-hmm. All right. The Rock- traditional schools, the ones that uh, take the summers off. The right. year-round schools have a different schedule all together. So, the- so in, in Rockingham County, we have your uh, traditional public schools. We have uh, a charter school, a, a Bethany Charter, and we're getting ready to have another charter school, I think, over near, near Covington. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few private schools are coming online. I believe one out near uh, 158. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a private school out that way. And of course, then you've got some of your uh, other schools, uh, Community Baptist and some other uh, church schools going on. And then uh, there'll be a lot of children I talk to are homeschool. So, uh, of course, I, when I, I always tell them this, that, you know, if you're homeschool, you get to go to school even when it snows. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> they don't look too happy technology, yeah, yeah. <laughs> technology's caught up to that for the uh, regular school kids yeah. as well, because they've all but done away with the school days now that you can Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have to have school during a snow day. Yes, just, we, uh, yes feels like we, you're stealing something from the children uh, yeah. when they don't get to go outside and play in the snow. Roy, we have Zoom. We cannot escape it's done, Zoom. It's done change the world. It's, but to, it's, it is convenient, I will say. But yeah. I, I like that I like that in-person contact and stuff. So new school year, new superintendent. Tell us about that. Uh, well, uh, Ms. Stover? Yes. 
Ms. Stover is our new school superintendent. I think he told me the other day that I was the first person who called him on his phone. <laughs> and uh, of course, I was reminding him that, you know, we will be doing, and you helped me on this date also, is we'll be doing our uh, safe schools and our school bus safety rollout. Uh, Wednesday, we'll August 23rd. So that'll be next week. Yes. And what we'll be doing is we always do this every year. We meet with all the police departments, uh, the, the school superintendent, and we talk in a highway patrol, mm -hmm. and we talk about school safety and some of the enforcement activities we'll be doing around school zones. Uh, I always say, put your cell phone down when you're in a school zone. Absolutely. And, yeah. and give yourself some extra time. Yeah, don't As rush. school starts back. You know, I, I'm sure you're used to, you get into that rhythm over the summer of not encountering any school buses, not having to wait on any traffic as they stop and go and at the schools and stuff like that. And uh, um, so you'll have to adjust your schedule a little bit and give yourself a little bit more time. Right. Because you're going to encounter those things starting well, I, August 29th. And keeping with, you know, you know plan ahead, plan, make sure you have plenty of time and don't get in a rush and definitely do not speed in our school zones. Mm -hmm. Uh, watch out for our school buses, those bright yellow buses there. there. There's a reason why they're painting that color. There's a reason why they got all those lights. When you start seeing those lights come on, what should you do? Uh, stop. Yes. Get Slow ready to stop. Time. That's yes. right. The, you know, as far as penalties go, you know, probably one of the, oh, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you pass a school bus, which is the most dangerous thing you can do, but also the penalties is probably one of the highest amount of points you can get uh, on, a, uh, on a citation, but also it's very dangerous and it could it could cost someone their lives particularly our children so we want to make sure that when you see school buses prepare to stop okay uh, let me throw this at you too go ahead, go the ahead. uh most of the buses like everything else now have cameras equipped on them they do so if you pass a school bus and you're With fortunate a, and a stop enough not out, to harm right? someone you're going to get caught on camera and they're going to turn you in and you're still going to get a ticket so right. Um, just keep that in mind. Um, don't do it. Just and, don't do it. And also this year, this is something else that's fairly new. All the school buses will have to, uh, radio communications. Okay. So in case of emergency or anything like that, or if they see something that's uh, that's an emergency, they have the ability to call into the base, to the, uh, to the central bus office, and be able to communicate that information so we can get our first responders out. Or if there's a situation where one of the buses breaks down or has a problem, that they can call in too. So, so communica communications and technology has finally, you know, I'm a former school bus driver back in the days when you had to shift gears. Right. Now they're automatics and they have air conditioning. Our air conditioning oh, was, was drop the windows, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. But, but the thing is now they have cell phones, they have camera systems here to document activity around those buses and also uh, they have a lot of lighting systems. Uh, they, they, they really work hard on safety. They were doing some safety testing the other day for new bus drivers, mm -hmm. and it was kind of reminiscent of the old days when we were driving buses. Uh, but their buses look nicer, though. <laughs> but, but anyway, as we approach the school season here, be ready for next week. We'll be talking about it, and we're going to continue talking about school bus safety and safety around our schools uh, throughout the year. We'll be talking about school safety. But our big push starts August August uh, the 23rd is when we'll have that. Uh, and then school starts on the, 29th. traditional school starts on the 29th. Mm -hmm. Okay. So watch out for our children. They're very precious. Absolutely. Yes. Um, now, talking about school safety, school resource officers. Let's talk school resource officers. Uh, about a week ago, all the school resource officers from across Rockingham County, crisis team uh, persons, our, our psychologists, our support personnel, counselors, uh, Stephanie Ellis, mm -hmm. Dr. Ellis, coordinated this event. Uh, uh, Dr. Stover was there, also our superintendent, and teachers from all over 
of the county met at Rockingham Middle School and spent a day of talking about our safety plans, talked about uh, our contingencies, our um, reunification programs. Uh, Rodney Cates is our emergency services director. Uh, he, he brought a lot of information to the table and they went through some exercises just basically preparing and getting ready for this school year to make sure everybody knows about our safety programs, uh, whether you want to report something like the Say Something program, where you want to report something anonymous about a threat or risk or something going on around one of our schools, yeah. mm -hmm. and, uh, and other information that we push out. And also, we want to make sure that our parents are well informed. So if you go to the, to the Rockingham County School website, you can see additional information on safety and some things you might, you might be interested in reading about. Yes, we've got a lot going on there. A lot, a lot on. going on. Now, here's some good news also, is Dr. Ellis, uh, I saw a message this morning, is that she is going to be applying for a school resource officer uh, safety grant that could, if we're, if we're awarded, could mean that we may be seeing some more school resource officers in some of our schools. Because right now... I know you've made a big push for that. Right, yes. absolutely. Over the past uh, few years. You know, my goal is to see a school resource officer in every school. That's the best program to protect our children. But also, over the past few years, uh, money has been spent uh, that's come down from the federal government, I'm sure, mm -hmm. to the state level, to our local level, and our school system have used those monies for ad enhanced camera systems, uh, alerting systems, um, door lock systems, uh, enhancements for school safety around right. the facilities. And, uh, and of course, our, you know, our crisis teams, our beta teams have come online, uh, but a lot of that happened because of the, of the administration, uh, Dr. Shotwell and his staff, Dr. Ellis and his staff working together to bring these programs about. But this year we may see a few additional school resource officers. Yeah, I, I know Reedsville is, is, is wanting uh, additional. I know Eden is wanting additional. Of course, the Sheriff's Office is wanting additional. But now that being said, we also have support, uh, been in communication with the Governor's Office, uh, Department of Public Safety, uh, Eddie Buffalo, who's mm -hmm. now the uh, secretary there is the probation officers across the county are going to be assisting and they I'm not sure about the number they have but they're going to be assisting at our different schools doing safety walks and checks and they'll on their vest when they come in they'll have probation officers on their vest mm -hmm. or their shirts and they are armed uh, we'll also uh, we've asked for support of the highway patrol so if you see a highway patrolman if you see a highway patrolman in the school zone you better not be speeding that's right but also but also if you see one in the parking lot uh, they may be doing a report, or they may go in and do some walks also. But, but the Highway Patrol, uh, I even talked to, with the uh, uh, supervisor of the alcohol law enforcement, and they also, they all fall under public safety. So don't be surprised seeing the different officers visiting the schools. That's an extra layer of protection for our children, our staff, and our schools. It doesn't necessarily mean that anything's wrong. It just They're just coming there to do a walk or a safety right. check. It's, it's, it's a force it's, multiplier. It's, a, it's the state's way and our way of working together as a collaboration to improve school safety. Absolutely. All right. Uh, now we're talking about officers. Let's talk about the officers that have been shot in the line of duty here in the past three weeks or so, last month. Well. <clears throat> in North Carolina. We have had specifically, I think we've had six, six. Mm -hmm. uh, deputies or officers that have been shot in the line of duty and two of our deputies uh, died in the line of duty. They were mm -hmm. killed. And uh, cur currently, I know currently there's, a, there's an investigation going uh, for our most recent deputy that was, uh, was killed in the line of duty last week in Wake County. Uh, there's some news on the information on the news. I, I can't really go into a whole lot of detail. 
but uh, they did stop uh, one or two persons of interest mm -hmm. up in Burke County yesterday. Mm -hmm. So uh, I hope everything pans out. Yes. I hope they can hurt and bring this person to justice that, that were involved in taking the life of this deputy. You know, we've got many brave men and women that go out every day, they put the badge on, and their goal is to protect and serve the public. And the last, the last thing you think about is somebody um, taking the life of a, of a deputy or an officer or a trooper out here or anybody in public safety. Um, yeah, I just can't fathom it. You know, when I came into law enforcement work 40 years ago in Rockingham County, you know, the, the dangers have always been here right. in law enforcement work. It's always been here. But what, what bothers me now is the frequencies of these events where officers being shot. What do you think is fueling that? Well, I think, I think there's, there's several things, but you know, if you go back, you go back, I look at the Ferguson event and stuff like this. I looked at the, the responses and, and some of the ill will and, 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 the, and the, I call it the, basically uh, the, the uh, villainization of, of officers, the rhetoric you're hearing. From, uh, from the local level all the way to Washington, mm -hmm. uh, elected officials talking about a lot of the conversation about reform. Don't get me wrong, reform can be good, but also uh, sometimes reform uh, can be overboard too mm -hmm. when there are things, there are programs that are already working, just like in our school safety program. We have programs that are working and, we're, and we work with those programs every day. Uh, you know, we, we communicate with each other. Uh, but in law enforcement in general, every day our guys go out, they go out to protect and serve our citizens. Law enforcement officers are that thin blue line between the bad guys and the good guys. Mm. We're the protectors. Mm. And, uh, and we, support, we support all of our law enforcement officers across the state 100%. We appreciate our volunteers. We appreciate our, our first responders. Uh, and, and we appreciate our law enforcement officers. Specifically with these officers getting shot in the past, you know, six officers in three weeks. That that's 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 too much. That's too much violence going on directed toward our law enforcement and our and our first responders. Absolutely, I will agree with that. Um, let's talk about Project Safe Neighborhoods of Rockingham County. That's a program that's been going on for a while now, and it doesn't get a lot of fanfare or anything. But it's an important program, and it is one that some people have asked some questions about lately. So why don't you tell us about it? Well, Project Safe in Rockingham County, uh, well, let me go back. Uh, Project Safe, or Safe Streets initiatives by the federal government, those programs. I first saw the programs in High Point and, and some other, um, in Forsyth County. I went to some of their uh, conversations about what they were doing, what their intent was, which is basically to reduce gun violence and violence in our communities. Mm -hmm. You know, our, our murders, our, our armed robberies, our, our, our crimes of violence, they're trying to reduce those. And what they try to do is identify persons that are the worst of the worst and targeting those persons to get them off the street. All right. And so let me go back to Rockingham County now. Uh, when, when, uh, when, when Phil Berger Jr. was in, he was our district attorney, he worked to bring the UNC, uh, University of North Carolina, uh, in. Uh, he was also uh, brought in other law enforcement to come together and community leaders to come together to start this program, including the U.S. Attorney's Office, Rob Lane comes to mind, right. and, and others uh, and our prosecutors from the federal side and, of course, the District Attorney's Office. But it brings in different partners, community partners, law enforcement partners, prosecutors' partners at the local and the, and the federal level. And, 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 what, and the whole purpose is identify the worst of the worst, call those persons in, the ones that are on probation, bring them in, 
sit down with them and tell them, this is what's going on, and this is where you're going to be if you stay on this path of, da of danger, threat, and destruction, and, and, and basically trying to harm others in a community. This is where you're going to end up. Mm -hmm. But you have a chance to turn your life around and get support from the, uh, from the faith community, from the business community, from the law enforcement community, because, you know, I have no problem telling, telling a person that's going down a bad path, if you turn around and change your ways, you can receive help mm -hmm. and, and start your life over in the right way. I've seen people, I've seen successes where people that initially when they were younger were doing some really stupid stuff mm -hmm. and, and harming people and harming the communities. But I've seen persons that also have turned their lives around to do good. Right. And, and, and I know it can happen, but this is, you know, it's another concept because I can tell you this right now. There's some people that need to be locked away and never see daylight. Mm -hmm. But there's some persons that, again, are salvageable, okay? Not everybody will be, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of people that are. And so the thing is, just like uh, the Second Chance Act back in, I think, 2016 or 17, uh, at, you know, at the uh, federal level, mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to give persons, a persons that have been convicted of nonviolent felonies a chance to redeem themselves, mm -hmm. okay? And, and give a hand and, and offer a hand to help a person up. Mm -hmm. And and so the thing is, Project Safe basically says is, here's where we're at, here's what can happen if you stay on this path, but if you change and look at these other opportunities, there's a way to turn it around for you and your family. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people have kids that, I hate to see a family where a child grows up without a dad, right. grows up with a mom because they were either uh, tied up with addiction or, or, or involved in street crimes and violence. Mm -hmm. you know? So if we don't do this to try to break a cycle, We'll continue down a path, and person will continue to do bad things and continue to uh, go to prison. Right. So we got to change. We got to change society, and you know, and, and another thing, we you know, working in our school system with our kids, we have programs. We have the gang resistance education training. We have the educate kids EKG, educate mm -hmm. kids about <clears throat> guns, gun violence. Uh, we have other programs that that we bring bring in to try to help children at a young age because. I believe if we work with the parents and work with the kids when they're little, uh, we can help them stay on that path, right. the, the right path. Right. I always tell kids, stay in school, get as much education as you can, follow the law, listen to your parents, listen to your teachers, and you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but again, it takes, what do you say, it takes a takes, community to raise yes. a child. Exactly, exactly. Now, uh, you recently spoke at the 20th anniversary of the Jennifer Short Memorial Ride. Tell us what that is yeah. and give us a little background on the case. Uh, in in, in uh, early 2000, in, we had um, a case where a family, a short family, was found murdered in, in Virginia, mm. uh, just north of Martinsville, and the daughter was missing. 30 days after that, that homicide investigation began, uh, the remains of uh, Jennifer Short were found uh, at, at, on Grogan Road at the, at the bridge there at the Grogan Road just off of Settle, uh, River Road. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it began an investigation. Uh, we were working with Henry County Sheriff's Office on their homicide, helping them, not knowing 30 days later we'd be involved, totally involved, because now one of the victims of that, of that, of that horrendous crime was found, a little girl was found in our county. Mm -hmm. And uh, it took us all the way from... Uh, from Rockingham County and Henry County to Innovic, Yellowknife, which is up in the Northwest Territory of Canada, 
Mm. We were we were actually there, and those names I heard before Ice Road Truckers. Right. You know the show on yeah. TV. Right. But that's where we're at, and it's cold and it's way off and stuff like this. But uh, but many miles have been covered, many hours of investigation have been involved from the local, state, and the FBI level. Um, so what happened was uh, working on the case. Uh, no one has been arrested at this point, and uh, we have run a task force before. And about a year ago, uh, I was talking with Lane Perry and said, let's establish a task force, and, and I agree with him, to look over the files to see if there's anything that we may have missed. Sometime getting a fresh set, fresh of, set eyes. of eyes. Absolutely. So, so that, has, that has been worked on and, and continued in as many pieces of evidence. Mm. If there's anything that needs to be submitted for DNA analysis or any other type of forensic analysis, go ahead and do it. You know, so, but, but we have support of local, state, and federal on this current task force. And uh, I was just talking to uh, former Captain Howell, uh, Detective Howell, mm -hmm. and, uh, and she assured me that uh, she is interested in doing any work she can. She's retired, but she said she'd be willing to help us. And uh, Tammy, I appreciate her call this morning. Mm -hmm. It just happened to call to her this morning. And she was one of the investigators she on the original. She is yeah. one. She is one. Uh, but several investigators have worked on this case along the way, and I commend every one of them. But back to the, back to the uh, memorial ride, uh, it was probably, I don't know, probably 50 bikes mm -hmm. and, some, and some cars came in, uh, did a little ceremony this past, uh, this past Saturday on, on the Jennifer Short Bridge. It's been named after Jennifer Short. And um, we talked to uh, some of the family mm -hmm. and just reassured them that any case of homicide that's not cleared is open and it's still open for investigation. Any information gleaned, I think right now it's about $62,000 reward still involved on this particular case. Mm -hmm. And so if you know anything, if you're watching this this podcast, uh, either contact the Henry County Sheriff's Office or the Rockingham County Sheriff's Office or Crime Stoppers of Rockingham County if you want to be anonymous. And uh, let us know that that one piece of information maybe that, that makes this case. And I believe, and to this day I believe, that somebody out there is listening and you know what's going on, now is the time to help us bring the short murder case to closure. Now the ride also raises money for... The foundation, for, for it's a Jennifer Short Basing Memorial Foundation and, and, and the money goes to a scholarship. A scholarship, yeah. yeah. So, and now Ray, now Ray Reynolds has been doing this for 20 years. He's been coordinating uh, this ride. Um, Chef Draper, Chef Perry, uh, myself have worked together on mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. and it's just been a lot of support. And like I said, there were some family members that were present this past Saturday, and we talked for a little bit. But you know, I just remember, you know, when the, when the case first happened in, in 2002, uh, where I was at, I was down in UNCW, taking my daughter down to college down there, and that's when I first saw the, the shot and the blimp of the news story coming out. And then when I got back, I didn't realize that you know we were going to become involved 30 days later we're going to become heavily involved in this investigation so i appreciate everybody's thoughts and prayers for our investigators for the families uh, of the short family keep them in your thoughts and prayers uh, try to help where you can but if you know any information please contact Henry county sheriff's office or the rockingham county sheriff's office pertaining to the short murders uh, that happened in 2002 up in henry county now recently the rockingham county sheriff's office got a little over $80,000 in grant money to put AEDs in all of our patrol cars. Right. First of all, what is an AED? What do they do? And why did, why did you think it was important that each one of the patrol 
units have one? Well, it's an auto defibrillator system and basically it's an electronic system that basically shocks your heart mm -hmm. uh, to, to start beating again, gets it back going again. Mm -hmm. Restart your heart. And it talks you through it. It's yeah. all oh, mechanical. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, we, we, uh, I go to a lot of the uh, sheriff's conferences and I talk to a lot of the vendors to see what the latest is out there. But the Zoll system is one of the systems that, mm -hmm. we, that we've been using for several years around the courthouse and also in some of our cars. And I said, you know what? Our, our deputies, because of, and I'll tell you, our paramedics, they work hard and, they, and they're shorthanded. Absolutely. They are shorthanded. And so they're running a lot of calls, and, and, they, and they work hard. And sometimes when they get a call, a, like a, particularly an unknown, unknown cardiac-type call, mm -hmm. what happens is, is they'll dispatch a deputy. Well, I said, if we're being dispatched in a situation of a heart attack, if the deputy's being dispatched and he gets there before the paramedics, if he can get his AED system there and attach it to the person and go ahead and do, his, do, do the survey to make sure that if that person needs to be shocked, mm -hmm. you'll have it there. Right. So minutes count when it comes to your heart stopping. And, you know, every minute is is deterioration, a percentage chance of you not surviving. Right. So if we can get an AD in place, get it on, place it on you, and start your heart again, uh, you, your survivability rate it just goes up. And it, it it analyzes you, and if you don't need it's, it's, to be shocked, it, it won't shock it you. It won't shock but you. If it, you but do, it, it'll it, tell yeah, you it does. It, it may still say do compressions, mm -hmm. or it may say you know it's a shock, and then you tell everybody stand. It says goes through the cycle, says it's clear, stand back, and mm -hmm. then you it, it hit the, you hit that button, and it, it'll go through the cycle, and it will provide the shock that can help give the shock of life to help start your heart again. Right. So so uh, that I think that was. We, we, we purchased those, and I thought that was some of the best spent money because it helps to save a life. Right. And hopefully those systems will be utilized over the next few years to save lives across Rockingham County uh, in case of emergency. I even went back through the, uh, the CPR, and, uh, CPR and part of the first aid and also the AED system, so I'm, I'm good. I'm All right. Up, yeah, I'm up on it too. All right, and you made sure that every car on our patrol division was equipped That's with right. that. Every, yes. every, every one of our marked units that work on the patrol division side are equipped. All right. Um, cuts versus cuffs, the basketball game. Tell me about that. That was a, uh, Okay, that was a fundraiser where the barbers uh, of the local community played law enforcement, and it was kind of a, it was kind of an interesting game there. I said I thought there was, you know, we used to play the preachers. Right. Yeah, we, we played the, played against the faith community, but those guys, they 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 were pretty tough. So we had so now we took yeah, on the that's barbers. That's what I hear. But yeah. the barbers are pretty tough too. I got to yeah. tell you. Yeah. Um, again, we, we had a good time. Mary I Martin. I think they were calling in ringers though. That's yeah, what I hear. Well, I don't. That's know. That's what I hear. I don't know. Uh, Mary Martin was one of the coordinators that I yeah, talked to. Yeah, she's great. Mary's great. She's all the place. Matter of fact, she was in a, the mock jail when I came up, mm -hmm. and then I had to sit in the mock jail for a while. <laughs> but 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 the point was was uh, Mary, uh, you, you coordinated a great event, a great fundraiser to help in the community and stuff like this. A Relay uh, for Life. I Relay for Life, yes. yeah, for our, for our cancer program and stuff like this. And Relay for Life is, you know, it's coming up coming up soon. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll be having an event here for Relay for Life. But but this is one of the fundraisers they were doing, and it's called, it's called. Uh, cuts versus Cuffs. That's right. So, so, so I, I did offer a challenge because this year we did get slightly beat. Yeah. And I said, well, next year we'll have some more players. Mm. So, Kevin, maybe I'll have you out there. Oh, I think I'm a little too old for that. But, oh, uh, you're never too old to play <laughs> basketball. So, so it was fun. It was fun. Right. And, but thank you, Mary Martin, and everybody else that had something to do. And 
thank the Madison Mayor and Rec Center for allowing us to be able to use your facility and all of the supporters there also. Right, right. All right, we are uh, with the cooler weather coming up on us. We're going to transition over into what I call festival season here soon. Just uh, here's what I would just tell you: this, get on, get on the internet, watch your newspaper, watch TV. They're going to be fall festivals. I think the 16th About every well, weekend. Well, the 16th of September, I think, starts it off with the River Fest mm -hmm. in Eden, right. and then about every weekend there'll every be a festival every Saturday and all yeah. over the county. Come out, enjoy. It's always good food. Uh, good company. You'll see Kevin and I That's out right. there. Uh, good company and uh, uh, good food, uh, good music, and, and just it's a good time. Yeah. yeah, and you know, coming out of COVID and stuff, where we are all restricted and stuff, it's nice to be able to get out and talk to people, shake hands, and uh, and to see our friends that we haven't seen in a while. Absolutely, and it's always a good time. Well, I believe that's going to wrap up our show for today, yeah. um, for this month. Uh, like I said, just a lot going on. Um, Don't forget, school's starting the 29th of August. Give yourself some extra Watch time. out for our children. Watch out for the school buses. Let's be safe around those school zones. That's right. And we'll see you next month right here on Sheriff Spotlight. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.